0: Greetings friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we're looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 91 today and Proverbs chapter 14. Now, Psalm 91 is only 16 verses. And it's the only psalm we're going to look at today. And uh, it's really about dwelling in that secret place of God. The first line is, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, Christ talks about this. He says, "If If you abide in me, if you abide in my love. So what does that mean? I want to start by actually reading a little bit of commentary uh, from Charles Spurgeon on that very first line. So let me read that again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here's what he says. It is not every worshiper that comes there who shall be thus privileged. But those who dwell there, as Simeon and Anna dwelt in the temple. So please note, that's an important distinction that Spurgeon is making that we all need to heed. He didn't say, those who visit or occasionally think about or it's he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So let me read that commentary sentence again. It is not every worshiper that comes there who shall be thus privileged. Listen, actions matter. Your attitude about God matters. Your, your, the, the level of faith that you execute matters. Like all these things matter. This is not a socialist kingdom whereby he just gets distributed the same things. It is not every worshiper that comes there who shall be thus privileged, but those who dwell there as Simeon and Anna dwelt in the temple. So there are some that abide in Christ and his words abide in them. They live near to God. They receive, therefore, choicer favors than those who do but come and go. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, he who has learnt to stand in the Holy of Holies, near the blood-sprinkled mercy seat, to whom prayer is a matter of constant privilege and enjoyment, he dwells in the secret place. Such a man, living near to God, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know when you walk with a friend in a certain position of the sun, your friend's shadow falls upon you, but you cannot expect to have the shadow of your friend unless you are near to him. We read in the song, I sat down under his shadow with great delight. There must be nearness to get under the shadow, so there must be great access to God's great familiarity With him there must be something of assurance of faith before we shall be able to grip such a word as that which follows in this psalm. Read it again. And if you have not attained it, to labor after it. If you have not attained to labor after it. So there's the introduction to the introduction. And I hope that kind of sets the tone and the stage The thought process of the writer of the psalmist—we don't know who it is. It's speculated that it's Moses because the previous psalm is Moses. Some think it's David, but it's untitled. So there's your introduction. Let's just read the psalm, and then we'll move on to our proverbs for this week. Psalm ninety-one, King James Bible. He that dwelleth. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Please note that word there, pestilence, that is the Hebrew word to bear. Or deburr. and it means disease but it specifically is dealing with the type of disease that would be a pandemic widespread death and often associated with uh, like a judgment from God I just think in our day this is a verse that stands out nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Please note, what's that picture there? The picture is, even though there's calamity happening all around us. Right? Right? People are falling by the sword or by the arrow, people are falling by the pestilence, shall not come near you. A thousand shall fall at thy right side or fall by thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Obviously, those last few verses was from God's perspective and there's a masonic uh some you know prophetic stuff about the Messiah there uh but let's I just want to focus in on that last two last three verses again, the verses that are like from God's perspective listen to the very first part of this because He has set his love upon me. Is there an action there? Is there an attitude there? It's kind of like how we have all the if words. Jesus says, if you abide in my love, you will abide in my love if you keep my commandments. That's the words of Jesus. I know that's not going to fly in the Greasy Grace churches today, but that's what he said. If you obey my commandments, you will abide in my love. What is God saying here? Because he hath set his love upon me, because of this thing that my servant has done, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom and these other things that you're so worried about they'll be added to you. Like if those things aren't your focus and the kingdom of God is your focus you won't have to worry about those other things. But if those other things are your focus then that means that the kingdom of God is not your focus and you're going to have problems. Oh that we could just receive this into our hearts and minds. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. And I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Oftentimes, I'm reading and teaching this word over the podcast, but it is my own self that is pierced. The Bible is a mirror, and it will show you who you are, lest any of us get prideful. And you know this is this is speaking to me for a lot of reasons. Obviously, partially because I've been I've had so much issues with health related things, which I've never had in my life. And I've talked to you about this on the podcast. And even even my wife has not feel has not felt well. I can actually hear her coughing in the background. These are all things that uh, we've we've personally not really struggled with. And. I've really kind of been wondering, like, God, why does this... What is going on here? (laughs) Sometimes I wonder... Am I doing the faith part? Am I truly... These are questions I ask myself and that you should ask yourself. Am I truly setting my love upon Him... Am I truly prioritizing above all things, not just in action, but just in thought, is the kingdom of God first and foremost or not? These are all questions that we should wrestle with. I'm not one who just goes, oh, well, just things happen. I don't believe in coincidences, and I don't believe things just happen. I believe there's purpose. I'm getting off track here. Let's look at chapter 14, the contrast of goodness and evil continued. 35 verses from the wisdom of Solomon. Let's end this morning with a little bit of wisdom here. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish pluck it down with her hands. He that walketh in uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scorner seeketh wisdom, and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. You've you've heard me say it before. You are who you surround yourself with. Don't surround yourself with fools. The wisdom of a prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of a fool is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doth not intermingle with his joy. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well into his going. (laughs) Listen that verse. If it doesn't describe culture today, I... We live in a world where people watch the black screen of death and believe every word that comes out of it like a bunch of fools. Sometimes I'm astounded at what people will that people will not question these things they'll just be like oh okay (laughs) the simple believeth every word but the prudent man looketh well into his going a wise man feareth and departeth from evil but a fool rages and is confident he that is soon angry dealth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. the simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated even in his own neighbor, even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. He that despises his neighbor sinneth. But he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not err that devise evil? But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to punery. The crown of the wise is their richness, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. For the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of the people is the destruction of the prince. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. He that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Wisdom restes in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causes shame. And that, my friends, is our wisdom and encouragement to start this week. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed and strengthened. And I hope that your hearts, just like mine, have been pierced this morning by the word of God. Thanks for listening. Thank you to those of you who pray, and much prayer is needed. Uh, so I am ex- extremely grateful for those of you who are willing to pray. And then those of you who support this through the mail, through PayPal, through uh, you, you know the Patreon subscribers who support it every single month, couldn't do this without you, and I'm extremely grateful and blessed because of you. So thank you so much. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.